DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined by Brent Brigham, an Air Force B-Rider for the Gazette in Colorado Springs. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Brent, good morning. Good morning. We're having howling winds here in Colorado Springs this morning, so hopefully that doesn't carry over to tomorrow afternoon. The kind of wind you walk outdoors and you got to lean into and you're uncomfortable from the second the door opens, that kind of howling wind? One of those. One of those where you've got to lock every door or else it's just howling. <laughs> you just hear the sound and it just all the way through your bones. And it brought in fall with it, too. It's like 43 degrees. So this is uh, it's quite a morning we're having. So I'm curious, after two games, what you really know about Air Force, because they, they handle Lafayette pretty easily, they're supposed to, and then Navy is way down, so they dominate that game and win. What do you know for sure about Air Force after two games? I know they're really good against the run. Even when Navy's down, you don't hold them to 68 total yards of offense without having a, a really stout run defense. Uh, beyond that, I really don't know much more than I knew, you know, in early August. You know, we just haven't seen enough of them yet. They haven't needed to open the playbook, and or, or they just can't. I don't know which it is. Uh, there's still a lot of mysteries with the team, but I do know defensively they are very stout, at least against the run. Plus, two, it's hard to draw upon last year. I mean, they went like a month without even playing a game. Uh, so a lot of it with Air Force, you know, is the continuity of their program. Uh, so how much can you draw upon, because it's so earlier in the year, what you saw last year? Well, that's even more so than just the COVID stuff. They had most of their defense took what they called turnbacks last year, right? where basically the superintendent of the academy offered anybody a chance, even though if they could prove some sort of hardship or if they just wanted to get away because of the, the virus, they could leave for a semester or a year yep. and then just tack that time on to the end of their time at the academy. So a lot of football players, once the Mountain West side, you know, decided for a while there wasn't going to be a season, most of the defense left for the semester. And so they're now back. But so they played last year with a, a shoestring defense. I mean, they had to find guys from offense, you know, second string guys. It was, a, it was a really weird year, and they still shut out New Mexico and played really well against Utah State. One, you know, they went three and three. But now they have all the guys who were supposed to be starters back, and they're mixed in with the guys who did play last year. So it, you can't draw anything from last year because it was not the same personnel on defense. But you do know that because those guys who played played well and got experience, and now they're, they're mixed with the more talented guys, that kind of goes into what I'm talking about with this defense being so good. So one thing we learned covering Utah and BYU for years in the WAC and the Mountain West, and PK and I have both been here since the early 90s, so we've seen a lot of Air Force football. When they get a senior quarterback and they get a guy who's got 20, 25 games under his belt, they are usually really good. There's a whole list of senior quarterbacks who've just crushed it at Air Force. Zeke Daniels is a junior, six games last year, two games this year. Where is he on that progression from, I'm figuring this out, to... I am going to destroy everybody I face. Where is he in that progression? He's a lot closer to figuring it out. He had a weird freshman year. He was injured throughout the season and then also in the spring. So he basically took no reps as a freshman. And then he wasn't supposed to be the guy last year. But Donald Hammond, who was one of those guys you're talking about, one of those seniors who's going to destroy everybody, he lost eligibility last year, and he's now no longer part of the program. So Zeke Daniels was kind of thrust into this without that year of, you know, backing everybody up. 
And so, and he only really played five games. You know, he started all six, but he left really, really against Boise. So, and it was that start and stop year. So it was a strange season. And now we only have the two games this year. So he's still really early in that progress. And, you know, we really don't know that much about him as a player. You know, he's done really well against down teams. And then, you know, against the better teams, he's, he's kind of been hit or miss. So he's, he still has to figure out consistency. You know, we have seen some throwing ability and some running ability, but we haven't really seen it all together very often the way we have when Air Force is really running on all cylinders. So, you know, he could very well turn that corner at any minute, but he hasn't yet. So I, I still think if Air Force is going to have a strong season, it's going to be on the strength of the defense, on the strength of the running game, and then he's just going to have to help where he can, but he's not going to be the one carrying the load, at least not, not at this point. So that defense you speak of, you got a piece uh, that I think it ran uh, yesterday on one of their better defenders. Love the name, T.D. Blackman. That's a great football <laughs> name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's one of these guys. He signed in February of 2017. That was his senior year of high school. And, I mean, I guess it's not that, you know, in Utah, obviously, a lot of guys take missions and whatnot. Uh, so it takes a while before you actually see them. But it's not really the case usually at Air Force. But he, he went to the prep school. He didn't play as a really a freshman or sophomore. And then last year he took a turn back. So he's been in this program for five years, and we're just now seeing him. But he's, you know, he's about six foot two thirty five, and just has a nose for the football. And he's playing next to a guy who's even a little bigger and who's older and so on, on the inside, they're just very sure tacklers, very instinctive football players, and with you know NFL type size, but they're both six foot to six two, two forty ish. You know they, this is not one of those undersized Air Force teams. It's going to be scrappy, and you know they've got some defenders who who if they go to the combine, you know if they weren't wearing Air Force, you wouldn't know they weren't you know power five you know big time guys. So I'm used to watching Air Force and seeing guys break long runs, and it's two games into the season, and uh, Lafayette's the kind of team you should overwhelm. So I thought I'd see some gaudy stats, but Brad Roberts, the leading running back, is averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Is there a running back who's got real speed, who's a breakaway guy? Is, does that exist? Yeah, I, well, Roberts could be that guy. I mean, he was a high school sprinter, uh, but he, he bulked up a little bit to play fullback. So, he, you know, he, his runs are all coming between the tackles. They've got some guys on the outside who they just, again, because these game plans have been very vanilla, just because they haven't needed to be anything but, we haven't really seen the full offensive complement. But there's a guy, a sophomore, Micah Davis, who's from a program outside of Atlanta. He was high school teammates with Justin Fields. Uh, he was, you know, he's a burner. Against Lafayette, he, he had 100 total yards of offense on something like four touches. And it would have been a lot more, but there was a downfield block that was called on a receiver that negated a 60-yard touchdown from him. So he's, he's one of those guys who can be a game-breaker. And they've got Brandon Lewis. There's a number of those kind of Z-receiver, type guys they have that they always have. But Brad Roberts is going to be the one that consistently. And he's, you know, he's about a 215, 220-pound bowling ball who, who, again, when he gets some space, he can run. But I think they're, they're content with six or seven yards a lot of time from him. And and against Navy, it was just, you know, Navy knows how to defend this offense. So it was a lot of two-yard runs, a lot of punts in that game. It was it was a hard game to watch. But Air Force, you know, eventually just overcame them because they could play defense through the whole game, and Navy just couldn't get anything going. 
So you mentioned Davis and Lewis, and they're listed as receivers, and we know uh, covering Air Force for many, many years that they don't throw the ball that much, but when they do, it's important that they have high percentages and completions and big plays. Do they have the capability of a big play in the passing game? And you talked about how you know they really haven't unveiled that much. Do you think we'll see more of it against the Aggies? I, you know, it's it's always if they need it. You know, if... If they can run all day and not throw, that's their preference because obviously, you know, the old adage, when you throw, there's two, three things that can happen and two of them are bad. You know, so Air Force would much rather just take their four or five yards on the ground. But when they do throw, certainly from the skill position standpoint, they're fine. They've got a tight end, Al Patterson, who was, he had an offer from Alabama that he turned down to come to the economy. And then on the outside, David Cormier is another one of these guys who's been in the program for five years, but is just now getting to play. And he's kind of the same body type as Gerard Sanders and uh, Jalen Rodman, who led the nation in yards per, care, yards per catch. And he's, he's kind of the same, same guy. So he can certainly burn defenses. But, well, you know, we don't know yet if Hazik Daniels can consistently get them the ball. That's so, you know, and then also a brand-new offensive line. They're just Line and so can they give them time to throw? You know, we haven't really seen this yet because they haven't needed it. But I, I skill, position, skill position talent is there. It's just a matter of can the scheme and can Hazik Daniel make it all work the way it has in the past. And that's one of those things I'm excited to see now, especially if they're locked in a tight game and they need to really open it up. You know, can they do that when they need it? Brent Brigham joining us, Air Force beat writer for the Gazette. In Colorado Springs, in Windy, Colorado Springs, covering Air Force, and Utah State will be at Air Force. To go bigger picture here, the dominoes are falling. Oklahoma and Texas started off by moving to the SEC. The Big 12 grabs BYU from Independence, and then they go get UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati out of the American. And now there's all kinds of lists out there about what the American might do. But one is a Western division that involves some combination of Air Force, Boise State, CSU, San Diego State, you know, basically the top third of the Mountain West. Does that seem like Air Force would be interested in that? It would put them in the same league with Navy, so maybe that makes some sense. What do you, what do you know? What do you hear? What do you think? So Air Force hasn't tipped its hands really at all on what it's thinking. I do know, you know, when the Big 12 opened up a spot a couple years ago, or everybody thought they were – you know, Air Force made a run to try to get into the Big 12. So it's not like they're, you know, content to just be in the Mountain West and, you know, they don't have aspirations for something bigger. You know, I don't know how this is all going to play out. Nobody does really at this point. But I, you know, the fact that they could go from a $4 million payout from the TV deal to $7 million in the American makes me think they're at least going to listen. And you mentioned the Navy being in the conference. You know, that would, on years they played Navy as a conference game, but have a little more flexibility with their schedule to either bring in an opponent and get some more home, you know, get a home out or take a money game elsewhere. There's a lot they would have to consider there. But I think, you know, money, money talks at Air Force just the way it does everywhere else. So I think they wouldn't be the one to do it on their own. But I think a big part of this is making sure the power shifts. You know, if they're going to take all these teams from Mountain West, then the American once again, you know, becomes the predominant uh, group of five conference. But if everybody stays in Mountain West, then the Mountain West is the top group of five. And so I think there's a lot you have to kind of weigh with that. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if all these teams go just because the American does have the better TV deal. But, you know, the part of me 
because the Air Force has been a part of this conference from the beginning and because a lot of these, you know, New Mexico, Wyoming, Utah State, you know, regional teams, I hope they stay because I still think geography matters in rivalries. But, you know, the fact that, I mean, San Diego State almost joined the Big East at one point. So obviously geography has totally gone out the window if you're talking about San Diego in the Big East. So, you know, it we'll see. But I think it does make a lot of sense that the American would – would try to get all these teams. And again, because it has the good TV deal, I think it has some leverage in that respect, but it would be, it would be a shame to see the mountain West go that direction. You know, if ever, if all these teams left, it would be sad to see what's left in the mountain West, but that's just the way college football has gone. Obviously. Well, Brent, we appreciate a few minutes. Uh, good luck with the wind. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And thanks for coming on. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Brent Brigham, Air Force beat writer from the Gazette in Colorado Springs, where the wind is blowing and the temperatures have dropped into the 40s, and that might impact the Aggie passing game. Good the luck game. with the wind? Good luck with the wind, man. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> good luck with the wind? How do you have good luck with the wind? Uh, nothing like a tree doesn't blow over and fall on your house. That's bad luck. Right. So have so some how do you good, have luck. good luck. That's the not tree good stands luck. up and doesn't fall on your house. So... I got a tree in my front yard. If it doesn't blow on my house today, I've got good That's luck. That's a good day. <laughs> you ever had a tree fall on your house? It's bad news. Right. That's bad luck. So have good news. Have the thing stay in the air. You're overanalyzing. <laughs> All right. You're overanalyzing. Doug Haller, Arizona State writer for The Athletic. <laughs> At 930. Sun Devils and the Cougars. We'll talk with him coming up. We got your predictions, plus the random fun topic of the day. This actually took off, PK. People embrace this. I knew it would. DJ and PK will get to it next. 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.